Oh, well, I won't burn in Hawaii. I can promise you that. Oh, good. I like I like a challenge. <laughs> I won't. I, I I'm getting my sunburns out of the way for the year. Uh, I'm I'm planning planning on using some sort of skin protection, so <laughs> I'm not gonna burn when I'm in Hawaii because I don't want to be uncomfortable. We wander our way over, you know, because this is wandering ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Clink. Clink, how are you, my man? Oh, perfect and getting better. I cannot complain. The sun is gorgeous, um, arguably too hot lately. It's been like the last few days outside today, it's been like 80s. 90s 100 it's been hot yeah same here man i got a bad sunburn i'm all red all over oh yeah you did it's not good you're pro melanoma because that was that <laughs> that's from thursday Ooh, and it's still pretty good yeah dang yeah and i got, I, got sunburn. I went with I got sunburn up on the shoulder from a, a bike ride I went on yesterday. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's that time of year, right? Got to get that base sunburn so you can get the tan down. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I've got pretty good tan. I, let's see if I can, my uh, tan line will show up. I got up right here, right? So I don't know if you can see it, my tan yeah. line. I got, I got, I got the tan. I got the hair. Got, I got the farmers, and then it turns into the burn, and then on the foot, I got the flip flop. Oh, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> I don't, I don't have the flip flop tan because uh, I've, I've been, uh, you know, barefoot so much lately, and then uh, I wear sleeveless so that way I get all the way up. I, I don't want those tan lines. I don't care about my wrist because that's always covered, but <laughs> that other stuff. Well, uh, you know. By the time this episode comes out, I'll have that Hawaii tan going. Uh, and that's what I'm bringing all the sleeveless shirts for is Hawaii. So uh, uh -huh. that's that's my thought. As you know, I've been playing some softball with Tyler and his friends, getting that base tan, you know, the farmer's tan. Me and Tyler were out on the Bighorn Canyon on Thursday. Went actually up into the canyon kayaking. Beautiful day, man. I mean, just, you know, it was 99 degrees or whatever was the high. But he had his shirt off the whole time, and that's what my sunburn was from. And he, I I'm only imagine how he feels. And he drove back to Oregon the next day. So, oh. being in a car when you're sunburned, like really bad, is the worst. Because like you, you touch everything, and you're like, I can't like not because I'm just not comfortable the whole time. And he had his shirt off the entire time. This is from like half the time shirt off. I mean, did you guys use sunscreen? I don't. Personally, I don't. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he did. I don't think he did because I don't think he packed it. Um, always be prepared, everybody. When you're out in nature, bring sunscreen in the summer. Um, I usually don't burn. I usually I leave a shirt on my arms. Like They have not burned this year. Uh, I get a nice dark tan. Uh, that is the American Indian in me. Just right in my blood, my veins. <laughs> but... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not a fan of, of sunscreen either, but shoot, 
I'll be putting on that tanning lotion before I go out in the sun. I want to make sure the bronze comes in real nice. Oh gosh, man. I mean, you do you. Yeah, yeah it's definitely a, a me thing. <laughs> I got, see, I got a nice bronze look anyway. You know, I got that. That's natural. I can get it too, but I can get just like a nicer, darker bronze without a without all the sting later. That's one time. That's like these like la like it's one week and going out. That's how dark I am. Just wait till after Hawaii. Like I said, everybody, we will look. We'll track Zach's tan and Mark's burn. Oh, well, I won't burn in Hawaii. I can promise you that. Oh, good. I like I like a challenge. <laughs> I won't. I, I, I've gotten my sunburns out of the way for the year. Uh, I'm, I'm planning on using some sort of skin protection. So I'm not going to burn when I'm in Hawaii because I don't want to be uncomfortable at any point in this trip. You don't want to be that guy during a trip because you know there always is that guy who does something that just, you know, I'm burnt so I'm not going anywhere. I want to yeah. be I'm hungover. I don't want to do Rocky Mountain National Park. Hey, man, I, that was yours and Mike's fault, man. You, I, you guys got me to drink that dang boot. <laughs> I know. it's And that's fine. I mean, the one interesting thing about Rocky Mountain National Park um, was that was ap the weekend after Memorial Day uh, that we were there. It was midweek, probably like a Wednesday or Thursday. And when we were there, a lot of the hikes and even the road weren't even open. That's because it was a lot of snow. So there really wasn't much to do for us anyway while we we're there. Yeah. Um, I guess we could have tried and attempted a harder hike, but we didn't. Yeah, no, we could have, but I, w I wouldn't have made it. I've been looking up some stuff in Hawaii. I actually just saw something and I'm, I have to actually, I'm going to make sure I write it down. It's in my head right now. Um, since we're technically not there, hopefully by the time you're listening to this, we have actually done this. <laughs> yeah, we have completed it, I believe. Yeah. So it comes out. Or if not, you know, I'm just bad with my dates, but. No, guys, we're, we're still in Hawaii right now. See, look at that. See, I don't even know. But <laughs> the listeners, I like to keep you guys interested. Uh, if you guys don't like that kind of stuff, message us, let us know. Or if you do like the banter we have, I don't know. Let us know. We had some questions, man. Didn't we have some questions? Yeah, we, we've got listener questions, everybody, um, which is super exciting. Absolutely super exciting. Uh, this first question <clears throat> comes uh, from Elizabeth uh, from the great state of Washington, the Seattle area up in Washington. Uh, she asks, if you had to choose... Uh, to do, would it be Capitol Reef or Canyonlands? That's a tough one, honestly. Really? You think so? Yeah, because I've heard great, amazing things about both of them, right? Um, specifically, when you get more into the BLM areas of Capitol Reef, where you have to, like, take a dirt road to get there. Same with Canyonlands. There's so many cool areas where both of them have that, where, where I've only dipped my toes in, you know, I've only been to the like visitor centers, the, the main little hubs, uh, the Island in the sky, you know, so like the touristy stuff. Um, 
and I really want to get into the like experty stuff where it's like, no, you take that Jeep tour around Kenyaland. So if I had to choose one, I'm going to go Capital Reef because I think Canyonlands and Mesa Arch are becoming overrated with Instagram. That Capital Reef is less people are going there. So I want to go there. Okay. Let's see, when, when I f first heard the question, um, what ran into my head was uh, Elizabeth here is short on time. Okay. So I was like, I feel like Capitol Reef, you have to put in some time because you got to make sure you go into Capitol Reef. Whereas I feel Canyonlands, if it's short, more for short on time, that'd be the one to go to because you can hit kind of some bigger things and there's more, like you don't have to get into Canyonlands to really enjoy Canyonlands. I get you because like you said, like I said, it's more touristy where Island in the Sky, you have the beautiful views, you see the rivers, you have Mesa Arch, you have the White Whale, all these great little short hikes you can do in a, you know, short time. And you're near Moab. Moab's great. For, yeah, for Canyonlands. Yeah, Moab. Moab's fantastic. If you, if anyone gets the opportunity to just, just go to Moab, I think that's worth it. <laughs> See, for me personally, though, listening to the question, I was thinking myself what I want. And I want that Capitol Reef experience. I want to take that dirt road and then go, you know, go like what I like. It's 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 north to south. It's a park that's very skinny that runs north to south. And I want to get into like the north unit or south unit where I have to take a dirt road to get there. Yeah. I mean, I get you there. I, I definitely want to go spend more time in, in Capitol Reef because, you know, the one time we did it, um, you know, we weren't, we were time stricken, but you know, we wanted to go, we did one hike, um, one little hike, which was a nice little hike actually, um, that we did while we were in there. It so, really yeah, so it's got the potential, uh, to be really, really cool. So, you know, I, I would like to do more Capitol Reef, but I think if I was really time stricken, I'd, I'd choose Canyonlands. I agree. I agree with your statement there. And I mean, there's two real reasons why I am, I'm really still kind of stuck on it. I want to go, I, I really want to go to Capitol Reef. I, I really do. Because there's this ranger one time uh, when I was doing that training in Yellowstone Park uh, as a Native American tra uh, ranger uh, for Pompey's Pillar, we had a Native American trading in the park. Uh, and we had local Native American historians uh, whatnot come to this training. And there was a guy, there's, park rangers from all over and Yellowstone forever was putting on the tours and the food and the lodging kind of all for us. Uh, and this Yellowstone forever guy just telling me about Capitol Reef and how it was his favorite park. And he was from Utah and just kind of talking about it in the same sense that I talk about Yellowstone here. Uh, and like, I go into like Nye and the Stillwater, you know, river, the uh, Bighorn River, the the surrounding areas of Yellowstone, right? These nature areas. And like, when you go up into the Beartooth, you're in Yellowstone Park, essentially. You're just in a more private national foresty, mountainy area because the park it can only be so big. And it, it's what the features are, the thermal features really, um, the big lake, it, it's got it all, right? It doesn't need to be bigger because that's more they have to manage and they're not gonna manage it. So national forest does it but it still is spectacular and those spectacular areas around those parks. And I know in the desert, you're going to have that in Utah. 
like those dirt roads. I'm thinking of my Montana dirt roads and I'm like, I, I gotta be about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the real hidden gem down there is uh grand staircase Escalante. I know. I actually think that's the real hidden gem and, um, you know, I haven't done it yet, which is why I think, which is why it's hidden because I haven't done it yet. <laughs> and, but I think it's a real gem. Well, and what ticks me off about that one is, is it's starting to blow up because of Instagram. Cause there's some, like, I'm talking some big hikes you have to do to get to some cool shit out in the desert. And Grand Staircase Escalante is that, like, it's that place where it's just, there's so much that it's, well, it's just BLM land. We don't want to deal with it. But when I was working for the BLM, like, I was seeing the, like, 1980s, 1990s photo pictures of these places because that's how, you know, how backed up our government is with their data. <laughs> and uh, in the BLM especially, right? Um, and, like, seeing Grand Staircase Escalante and being like, I want to go there, I want to go there. And on our road trip, pointing it out to you, like, no, look at how big this BLM land is. Like, there's different hikes, there's various places. I have a magazine that, like it's on the BLM internal BLM magazine cover um, of, of like this really cool blue pool there at Grand Staircase Escalante. It's like, I want to go, but it, social media is really going to drum it up again. And I'm, I'm interested because BLM land is typically the land that is sold off to become private land. Um, like Bears Ears National Monument uh, and things like that, like the land around that, a lot of it happens to be National Forest, BLM. Um, so what happens when those areas start becoming the like, you know, Delicate Arch, the Old Faithful, uh, these, these, these gems, these monuments that people are gonna come to, you know, what are they gonna, then, then what gets developed? You know, what land gets sold off to be developed? so people can come and stay and yeah that will be that will be interesting for sure see how <laughs> that kind of plays out uh, i could go on forever sorry yeah that's uh that's a definite yeah i mean it's the blessing and the curse of instagram right because you know and this could be because of the pandemic too but parks are seeing an increase in people coming to visit well, and that's huge, hugely due to the fact of the getting outside crowd. It's, it's, it's hit us. COVID, COVID caused it. People are buying more kayaks. People are buying more golf clubs. People are buying more outdoor goods. It's just a proven fact. You know, Jeeps yeah. are at an all-time high. You know, your outdoor SUV type vehicles are at an all-time high. ATVs you know, uh, the Ford Bronco, stuff like that. Um, and that's all because of we're cooped up inside. So people are wanting that to go out and these national parks are feeling that um, and they're feeling it on all levels. Yeah, no, they really, they really are. I mean, which is awesome. It's awesome that people are going out, you know, but it, we have to be smart about, we have to be better, good people. But anyways, we're going to move into, before we get too far off, off, off topic here, uh, we're going to move into our second listener question that we had planned uh, today. And this one comes from uh, Stan in Columbus, Ohio, a great state of Ohio. We love that our wanders are all the way out there. But anyways, 
Question from Stan is, what is the weirdest, scariest, or most interesting thing you have seen in a park? Oh, well, we kind of talked about this. So I'll let you kind of... Yeah, well, it was tough because I couldn't think of anything like, like weird per se. You know, and maybe it's because I set the bar pretty high for weird because um, of where I've lived. I've seen some weird. <laughs> so right. the bar is pretty high for weird. And then, you know, we got into scary too when we talked about bears. Um, but even then, you know, I don't know. There wasn't really a time where I was like. I was more afraid of a bison encounter one time because a bison stepped toward us to kind of show his dominance. We've talked about this before on the podcast. Yeah. But yeah, not a bear. And I mean, it was scary that, I mean, the one we encountered in Glacier was scary in the sense that he was kind of running. He was kind of excited, but I think he was just excited to see people, um, which, I mean, that's what makes a bear tick sometimes is people, but this one was, it was juvenile. So I didn't, I wasn't too worried. And there was enough people around me to where I've never seen a bear go crazy and maul a bunch of people because they're just as afraid of you as, you know, as you are them. And they're, they really only attack if they're, if that's the last resort. And in that case, in the cases we've had with bears, it's never been the last resort. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, that's why we didn't go with the bears being scary. So that led to like most interesting and which then made me think of, I don't know if this story is interesting or if it's like sad or um, it just kind of shows the times that we still live in kind of deal. But it was definitely an odd encounter. (laughs) So, you know, it was... I think it was actually the time we, we went when you proposed to Thea. I think it was that trip. Okay. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Because there we were had we had two cars. You were in one, and there was me and Kaz in the other one. Okay. So I think it was you and Thea up in the front. Okay. So we come and they had the road work in Yellowstone. We're all in Yellowstone. Okay. Yeah. I remember. Okay. Yeah. It was that time. And our cars were loaded up because we were there for a couple days. You just did a big road. I think you just climbed Mount St. Helens like a couple days before. Yeah. Yeah. Like not even a week before. Um, I had climbed climbed St. Helens and we stayed at Chico Hot Springs the night before. Um, We pulled up because they're, they're redoing the roads and the roads are just good. They did a great job. Uh, in, in this area on the western side of the park um but we pulled up and this lady she's just sitting there um and she had the stop sign out where the first cars to pull up to the construction so we're waiting you know they're letting the first group go and then they let you go you know it's one-way kind of traffic on a dirt road um and i just i kind of i'm in my car i'm in my kia soul at the time and i just i get my camera and shoot it out the window real fast right at this orange construction cone and, or I point actually. Yeah, you, you point. Camera. You point, and then I think it was Kaz and I got out of our car because we were in the car behind you in my uh, Jeep Compass, 
we had gotten out of the car and started acting to take pictures of it. So we just started taking pictures of it jokingly because Zach had pointed and we uh, started taking pictures because that's what we were doing the way in, though, is anytime we saw something, we would point. Well, and which is hilarious because of how many times, you know, we've been in an Olympic National Park with multiple cars. We've been in Yellowstone Park with multiple cars. We've been in Glacier Park with multiple cars. Never once have we gotten walkie-talkies. We use the hands out the window. I would love walkie-talkies. Honestly, we should. Like, I don't know why we don't. Yeah, that's we should get walkie-talkies. That'd be amazing. <laughs> the Wandering Ways walkies. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Channel 7. No. So anyways, that's what we were doing, right? We use hands and we point, take pictures of whatever we see. Maybe we pull off. It's all hand signals type deal. Because uh, there's no service in the parks either. So that's how we're doing it. And we're waiting there for a while. And I think you had come back um, to talk to Kaz and I. Because yeah. we had to wait. It was a long fucking wait. Like, I think the lady said it was like, it's going to be about half hour, 40 minutes, something like that. So yeah, we had huge wait. And we didn't care. We were just like, all right we're here, <laughs> you know, well, but we're talking and she comes over and starts like talking and uh, she goes, that was absolutely hilarious of you guys. And we looked at her like, what, what was hilarious? <laughs> and she goes, you guys taking the picture of the traffic cone, making fun of the, the tourists, the Asian tourists and Kaz you and me all got like this hit at the moment. You can tell we all heard it and we're trying to comprehend what she had just like said. And we were like, uh, yeah, you know, just, <laughs> we were just goofing off really. <laughs> hey, yeah. Cause she was like totally like in the most, like not, she wasn't, she was being an ignorant racist rather than yeah. like a blatant racist. And because she's just like the, the tourists, the Asian tourists, I don't like them. You know, she went on about it and talked about it. Yeah, she, she got on a soapbox. And we're just like, we're not about that. You know, yeah. we, we like everybody. So, all right, cool. We were just like, uh, this not where we wanted this to go. Uh, kind of wish it didn't go this direction. So, right. yeah, so that was, that'd be a weird, uh, odd sad i don't know whatever kind of well, story we want to call it same day same day because that's the same day because we're like well we're just going down to old faithful going to go to the cabin and get our cabin whatever right that was that day and i uh it was the whole they had a power outage so the key cards weren't working for some rooms right. it was a whole delay long story we'll get into this story another time it's a good story but when me and Thea were standing in line to get the keys to the room, the there was a lady in front of us who like got a key to her room, but it was a room with like people sleeping in it already. So she like walked in on two people. She came out like, I just walked in on two people sleeping in that room and the thing they were sleeping because they didn't see me, but this is weird. <laughs> it was fun, but it was a good day. That was a good day. Yeah, I remember being in the 
my old faithful there, and they had the the glow sticks all mapped out. <laughs> yeah, right along the walls. And yeah, stuff, everybody glow sticks. That was a fun. That was an interesting experience for sure. Yeah, it was a good time. I mean, it was a it was a blast for sure. Yeah, we experienced the um, power outage at Old Faithful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, it kind of goes into when we visit the parks, you know, it was a great question by Stan because it kind of spearheaded the whole talk today, almost kind of. Um, yeah, you, you're going to see, you have the chance to see some interesting things. And it goes, you know, I got, there's a phrase out there I've heard and I like to use it too. Common sense doesn't come to common people. And tourists, you know, dumb tourists, they're a thing. So, um, wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. So, right now, uh, there's been a lot of bear activity. So, for this week's cool shit in nature segment, uh, we're going to bring to a story because we want to highlight the fact that we need to be better at interacting with these animals. And, you know, if we don't, stuff kind of like this will and sometimes has to happen. So for anybody just listening, there's a grizzly bear and he charges at a park ranger who's trying to control the scene essentially and um the park ranger has to then shoot the bear with rubber bullets i believe yeah um followed by he starts shooting something in the air for explosions yeah they like set like the banging the sound banging just kind of pushes the bear into the woods and honestly good call on the park ranger they are trained to do this stuff they know what to do it they they practice it you know go track your tax dollars they'll they'll see these these guys doing that and go to yellowstone and just experience a bear jam if you are lucky to uh, to do so yeah. uh, they they're they're a scene because it starts with one or two people stopping and they're usually stopping in a place that there's no pullout or there's no safe spot to watch from the road. Yeah. Uh, and they block bridges. They block tr other traffic. And it it can create hour-long traffic jams. And point, these roads are only two-lane roads, you know, one way each way. So these rangers and stuff have trouble getting to the scene if you aren't using the pullouts and aren't doing the correct things. And then on top of it, they got to manage a grizzly bear. And in this case where the grizzly bear is running at the park ranger, there's people out taking photos, I guarantee it, uh, hanging out of their cars, just getting wild because that's just what happens, you know, in these bear jams. And the ranger has to do what he has to do best for the situation. And he's going to scare the bear back into the woods so that people, you know, keep driving on and disperse. Um yeah. That's just what it is, and it, it's kind of crazy that we have to get to those points, but we also have to think when we're the tourist. We have to read 
the newspaper that the park gives us with the rules when, when we pull in, you know, it's, if we all followed the rules, we would be so much happier with one another. Oh, hundred percent. You know, reading the story about that particular incident, you know, again, people are in what's they've created a bear jam and you'll see them bear jams, bison jams, like Zach was saying, but they're within 20 yards of this bear. Yeah. It's nuts. And, and you look how fast he runs and he can stand up and one swipe of that paw. That's what kills you is one swipe. It's, it's, it's uncontrolled weight and sharp ass claws. Like the bear is not even intending to kill you. It's just swinging at you. And, and we're just not strong. Yeah. For sure. 20 yards, I think can zero in on you real quick. And I know most of the people at national parks, you know, aren't the quickest on their feet. No. You're uh, right. So um, put a bear between you and 20 yards and who's got more speed and agility. I'm going with the bear. I'm sorry. Yeah. Cause also like, look at the terrain, right? The bear knows that terrain. You don't. Yeah. Exactly. It's not a sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it just goes to show we gotta we gotta be more conscious and aware of things, so we can be, you know, good visitors because that is what we are. We're visitors. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, speaking of visiting, so this last week I visited Yellowstone, Ooh. and I saw I saw a bear. Uh, actually it was a mama bear and she and her her two cubs and she actually nursed her two cubs in front of us um but uh guess where it was at guess guess where this no just get take a guess um was it by where we saw those two bears no it was by where we always where i always say i see a bear it was there with me <laughs> that's funny it was right by that bridge i'm like always <laughs> around here bears there uh yeah it was a black bear and what was kind of crazy is we pulled up and we were able to pull off to the side of the road in this pull out we got out we stood up on these rocks and we just heard this <laughs> and these two cubs were kind of on the shore and i took pictures so if you go to my instagrams you can see these photos um but they're on kind of like the shore of the river and they're just and then everyone's kind of like where's the mom where's the mom did the mom leave them like people are like speculating sure as shit the mom comes running out of the bushes from like the other just like you know 10 yards away 20 yards away comes running out to them she's kind of wet so it's like maybe she was taking a bath or getting a drink like just stay here let like I got to do something real quick. And because they come running up to her, like, where the fuck have you been? I think I'm still more amazed you actually saw it at that bridge. But what's funny, and what's funny is people were being dumb and they were stopping on the bridge. They were stopping on these parts where it's like, you can't, traffic can't flow now behind you. Yeah. If a park ranger needed to get here, I mean, we we're on the other side of the river, so it kind of worked. But they were down there, and it was cool. She actually, they got up, and she fed them. She nursed them right there for, like, you know, five minutes. And they got up and walked down to the river and kept kept playing in the river. And we were like, well, let's just go. You know, they let them be. 
Let them do their thing. Yeah. Let them do their thing. But yeah, <laughs> I, I would drop that on you. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll eat crow the day I see a bear at that spot. <laughs> but every time, every time we go by, oh, I always see bears here. I have yet to be one of those times. <laughs> it's just not bad luck. Yeah, I don't have the best luck. I mean, that's the second time you've seen mama and cubs. Oh, I mean, it's the second time recently I've seen mom. I mean, I've seen mom on cubs a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, like, in this near bit. Um, I know. I like bears. Yeah. They come to me. <laughs> you speak <laughs> with them. You know what that means? Time for another commercial break where we get to tell you to like, subscribe, and review our podcast. Whether you're getting that podcast on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, WhatsApp, whatever podcast app you use, you can make it happen. And don't forget, this is also the time to let, uh, let you guys know that you can pick up that Wandering Ways swag at the Teespring. Make sure to check it out. The link is in the bio down below or in the episode description. It's even in the show description, too, if you can't find it in the episode. But you can go on there. You can get your sweatshirts. You can get your uh, shirts. You can get long sleeves, short sleeves. You can even get some socks. Uh, it looks pretty cool. Uh, highly recommend. You will... Be impressing everybody at your next bonfire with some Wandering Ways swag. You know, and if that's not enough, we're going to tell you to follow us individually on our social medias. You could check me out at the Ruguru or Zach of Wandering Ways. You know, check out the adventure firsthand where there might not be any ads. Exactly. And who doesn't like some good free pub? I need the follow followers to go up. So I'm going to throw out Reverend Marcus. Check me out on the Twitter, on the Instagram. Um, I do some cool stuff. So please give me the follow. All right. We also do not cool stuff. Yeah. But anyways, uh, let's keep wandering on. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go in. Um, you know, we got to be good, good uh, visitors to all these parks. So we're going to go and we, I have found a bunch of stories about tourists being uh, questionable, uh, just using questionable knowledge or being an idiot themselves. Some of them you may have heard, uh, some of them you may not have heard, but we're going to talk about, we're going to say each of them. And hopefully we could come away from this go, being, a, uh, you know, better visitors. <laughs> Honestly, though, I, you're not wrong. It's something that we really need to think about where, when we're in the parks. Because not only, you know, because these are touristy spots, there's more people around you. There's more people also being dumb around you. Um, you know, I, I admit it, I get dumb in the park sometimes too. When I see a bear or a wolf, I get goofy, you know, we all do it. Um, but it's, it's knowing when that, those moments hit to find the pullout, to look around you, you know, don't back up into the car behind you, <laughs> the little things. Exactly. Uh, this first story we've heard before. Um, I think we've actually talked about it here on the podcast, um, but it goes to show we, we shouldn't try and intervene with wildlife either. 
So this story is two people decided to load up a bison calf into the back of their car, and later that bison calf had to be killed. Honestly, though, I just don't understand how they got the bison calf in the first place away from the mother. Yeah, that... I guess there might have been something wrong with it, honestly. Well, I, I guess it was abandoned or looked abandoned. And so what these people saw was this calf that was looked abandoned. And so they decided to try and rescue the calf and put it in the SUV and take it off to the park. Instead of maybe notifying a park ranger to come to them, you know, let the buffalo be out. Because when they tried to bring the calf back to the herd, the herd rejected that calf, which is then why it was killed. Which I don't understand because bison don't usually reject, which is kind of weird. I, they I, think it was due to the human contact. But I, I, I get that. I, I to me, because I've seen, I've seen human contact with baby wild animals, and the wild animals thrive. Like, yeah, I mean. I think that's, that's, a that's I true, think but it's a it could also be the fact that it was in an SUV. Um, that's going to be a different kind of stench on them. Well, and I wonder too if if it's a if it was abandoned for a reason anyway. That could be it too, and, and that's why they weren't accepting it. Is like, nah, dude, you you're a sick one. Yeah, like, right. Like you, you I don't know. Um, it's funny though, because I was I've seen bison. I've spent a lot of time with them, in, in, especially in this park, and I've seen it because like the way they they communicate physically. Yeah, I've seen bison commu communicate with their heads, with the young ones. Say like there was a young one going, and the mom literally with her head like pointed to the like run up ahead to the next herd, and sure as shit, the little bison ran up ahead. You know like. It was like, how's that not communication? You know? Right. I don't know. Next one I got here for us. Um, this one here, again, we got to be aware of where we're at. Boy Scout leaders in Utah cheered as they pushed over a 2,000-year-old rock formation because they thought it was dangerous. So if you're really unfamiliar with the story, some Boy Scout leaders in Utah's Goblin Valley came under fire in 2013 for deliberately toppling a two million year old rock formation known as a hoodoo. Mm. Okay, if you're not familiar with what a hoodoo is, look up uh, like Bryce Canyon. Yeah. Hoodoo. Just Google it real fast. It's they're like tall pillars of rock just go straight up they're, they're really cool um i could see that i could see someone pushing something over like that too um i i bet you for liability reasons they claimed they thought it was dangerous <laughs> well they filmed it they filmed their them toppling it over and they later claimed probably to try and make it seem like they weren't deliberately vandalizing. Yeah. But interesting enough, they did get charged. They received 
The men later received probation for third degree felony charges. Wow. Well, felony, that does suck. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, but you know, again, don't, don't try, try and ruin the landscape. You're in a park, you know. You don't have to add to it. You don't have to take away from it. Let it be. Let it do its thing. That's what these parks are there for. And don't take anything because you're not supposed to. Exactly. You know, next one is, again, just kind of trying to use our heads here. And maybe uh, this one actually is really dangerous, what this person did. So uh, this story is a man dropped a rock from the top of a busy hiking trail in the Grand Canyon, nearly hitting several hikers. Oh, fuck. And that's how you start a rock slide. <laughs> yes. Oh, there's, there's, yeah, there's a rock slide. That's how you do it. Uh, two, just gravity, 9.8 meters per second down with a mass. You get hit, that's not going to feel too hot. No, um, I... Uh, Trust I'm, me, I get their, their thinking, the person. We've all had the thought we want to watch something roll down this canyon because it'd be cool. But, like, don't do it. No, <laughs> if, you, if you're on a hiking trail, don't do it. Don't just, don't be a douche. Yeah. Um, well, no, I, I was just in the Bighorn Canyon with Tyler, and that's a canyon. And the way canyons work, right, they have cliffs, and then they kind of, you know, go out, and they have more cliffs. It's just the way they form. And the layers, and, like, when you get to those steep areas, right, where it starts to go straight up like a cliff, all that shale rock is just, it's ready. It's waiting for that one rock to hit it and just go, and wipe it out and build the next slot because that's how erosion works. Yeah, yeah. We speed up erosion. <laughs> For real, you know, just, you know, don't, I know it looks like it would look cool, but it's not worth it. It's really not, not worth it at all. Um, so this next one, we're going to go one more kind of more serious one, then we're going to get into the funny tourist things, because there's some in here that are pretty good. But the first one, like, just, we got to be better people. Um, tourists tried and failed, tried and failed to light fossilized, fossilized wood on fire. Which also happens to be illegal. Why were they doing that? Where were they doing that? Petrified Forest National Park. Uh, park ranger there, or a guy was working in Petrified National Forest National Park as a researcher. I watched two tourists pick up a piece, pick up, pick up pieces of petrified wood or rocks and try their hardest to light them on fire. This is actually illegal as was their decision to take the pieces of petrified wood home with them when they finally decided they, that they wouldn't burn. I waited until they left and then called them in for into the law enforcement. They were stopped at the gate and their car was searched. Isn't that nuts? They just like, those gates know when you're coming. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, fuck. People are dumb, man. Don't be yeah, dumb. Trying to petrified wood. That is a rock. That's basically what it is. Yeah. It's, so it's you're not going to. 
that's exactly what it is is a rock yeah you're not gonna get that on fire fuck man uh we're gonna lighten things up with some idiotic um idiotic tourist things or uh what's that there used to be that show kids say the darndest things oh i think i think uh tourists say the darndest things i think they're just turons yeah yeah this person a person on a whale watching tour asked the guide what elevation they were at uh if you're curious whales live in the sea or the ocean and that would be uh sea level below um no you're at sea level where where they were at yeah they're on a boat on sea level he was asking where they were at yeah Oh, God. That's like Ranger Alexander, you know, when we had him on, he told us about the time uh, at Pompey's Pillar, there was a guy, because they built the log canoes out of wood, and he was like, wood doesn't float. Yeah, right. It's like... That one, that one. Why, how did you get a driver's license to, like, come to this park? Yeah. Like, how? Yeah, that one, that one's pretty, that one's pretty... Wood don't float. <laughs> I love Alexander's response <laughs> when he was on the podcast talking about it. <laughs> Which, if you guys haven't heard that, go check out our interview with Ale Ranger Alexander. Uh, it's like one of our first interviews out there. Alexander is the man, if you haven't. Um, if you don't know who he is, he's a great ranger and a great friend of wandering ways but he talks about that tourist at, saying wood don't float and it's, it's a good it's, story yeah it's a good story go check it out that one's up there with this one this is another yellowstone fun one of course As, uh visitors complained to the hotel staff that the bears in yellowstone weren't trained to come out and play right like <laughs> And that stuff right there that leads to the video we saw earlier. <laughs> well, you're not wrong, but I also have you tried to ever book a room at one of those hotels? No. You're paying upwards of 200, 300, 400 dollars a night. So that's who's paying for that room. That's who's making that comment. It's someone who lives a nice life that, you know, nice golden spoon. Yeah, that one's the bears are wild. You got to wipe your ass when you go camping. Like people do that. I and mean, that's okay. If you're those, if that's where you're at, you're going to the, you want to see, I want to see all the park hotels. I want to stay in as many park hotels as I can in my lifetime. I'm waiting till I'm older to do it with Thea. Um, whereas like now I'm going to go camp, you know, where I'm wiping my ass with the leaf, <laughs> you know, because that's, to me, that's camping. Uh, but there's people out there that would consider that camping. They're staying in the hotel in the park. Oh, 100%. They're out in nature, which I get. They're out in nature. But you are. But I just don't count it. Everybody counts things differently. Everybody counts things differently. I, I was going to say that was going to be the last one. But um, I got one more on here. It's not a funny one. It's kind of more of a serious one. And I think, what, um, you know, this isn't really a dumb tourist but it's something we can all kind of um think more before we go out on these adventures 
this story is ill-prepared hikers thought they could summit Mount Whitney in two to three days with only cliff bars as fuel. Um, it's pretty, I mean, that's pretty bold of them. You know, the, the hike itself to the Whit Mount Whitney and then back to the uh, trailhead is like a two to three day. Yeah, um, you, you, you need more food. If yeah. Gonna, if you're going to do something like that. Like, I understand, like, you doing Sisters Mountain in a day, like, you can. Yeah, that, that one you can bring cliff bars, just yeah. cliff bars, because you can honestly go up in the morning and, you, and you're back in the pub that evening. Um, but Mount Whitney's two to three days, 70, 80 mile hikes. Now, maybe they brought 50 cliff bars for just them. Now, 50 is even kind of a lot, but you know, maybe they did bring upwards to like 20 cliff bars to yeah. just mow down. Now, I forgot water, huh? Yeah, I would probably never eat a cliff bar again if that was me. But you know, the main takeaway from this is is like be prepared, do a little research beforehand. Um, if you're not familiar with it and maybe think the worst you well, know when i was doing mount st helens uh i was talking we met some people that were coming down as i was going up and they told me they took a long wrong turn had to spend the night out there so yeah and and that's as that's as quick as that can happen yeah you take one wrong turn you're now spending the night out there um and people don't understand that when it comes to nature. And, and I, I like to, you talk about preparedness and I like to go reference you everybody to go check out uh, Everyday Backpacker on YouTube. Uh, he does an episode about being prepared. And that's the first thing we do with this trip is we talk, you know, you plan and then you prepare and then you go. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, you got to be prepared. Yeah, go check out, go check out our uh, good friend Calman um he's got great stuff prepared um it's a good one if you want to get into backpacking too go check him out honestly yeah that being said though uh i am going to be that guy uh this time for real um no more extra one pluses but i'm going to be that guy as we're getting to the end of our episode so that means it's time for our final words uh so final words my guy um, yeah, you know, I'm going to shout out you for picking up some trash when you were out on the trail the other day. I saw that on your Instagram. Uh, I just, I don't showboat it like you on social media. See, I wasn't trying to showboat. It. I was trying to, uh, get more I, people to do it. No, I know. I'm just kidding. I'm giving you a rough time because, uh, we should, every time you're out on any trail, pick up a piece of trash or two because no one else won't. Um, and part of that is when I was in Yellowstone this last week, uh, I came across these water bottles, these metal aluminum water bottles in the park, uh, in Yellowstone National Park. They're reusable water bottles, you know. It's called Path Water. It's a Yellowstone-specific logo. It says designed exclusively for Yellowstone General Stores. It's a refillable uh water it was purified water that came in it originally they're only like two bucks and it's ph balanced plus electrolytes for taste is what it says on the can uh, but they're partnering to save the planet and it, on the bottle it says refill not landfill 
uh, and yeah, reuse things. That's why I got it when I was there because I wanted to show you guys. Uh, it's a nice like aluminum water bottle that can be reused and it's really cool and it has a buffalo on it. And we just need to be smart, guys. Um, I don't like that we don't think sometimes we're tourons. We don't, we're, we're bad tourists, we're bad guests. Um, and we need to think, we need to be better. Uh, just because we're on vacation doesn't mean you, you need to be on a vacation from rules or from, you know, doing the right thing. Um, so just be patient, have fun in the parks, enjoy the parks, share the parks with those you want to enjoy them with. Because um, we all, that's why we're going there. <laughs> you know, we all want that. So uh, have fun and recycle too. Yeah, I love it, especially the water bottle. Is it aluminum? Yeah. That's, uh, you know, aluminum starting to become more popular um, instead of the good old uh, plastic water bottles, which we all should, uh, not just to save the planet, but to save yourself too. Plastic's bad for you. Uh, Reverend's final words of wisdom, uh, you know, stay beautiful, everybody. I can't thank you enough for uh, the listens. Can't thank you enough for our listeners out there sending in the questions keep them coming uh these were two fun ones we want to keep doing more so if you send a bunch our way we'll do a bunch more um you know they can be from experiences they can be our tips and tricks on certain things you know the questions today kind of both extreme so you know keep them coming that way as for my true final words of wisdom uh, you know, you kind of stole my thunder when you said about picking up the trash and all that, because that's what I was going to talk about today. You know, next time you go on an adventure, just pick up one item, pick up one item. Uh, I'm hoping to do something in July, maybe like uh, trying to organize a little personal beach clean up where I just go out and clean up as much as I can on the, the beach, um, turned into a weekend of exploring and cleaning up our beautiful beaches, but you know, stay tuned for that, everybody. I should be coming up in July, I hope, hopefully. Thoughts and prayers. Um, that being said, you know, uh, peace out, everybody. Bye.